Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll, I'll have what a, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. You, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline. And deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 150 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me on a beautiful night on the porch, Charles Headland. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It is a beautiful night. It's not bad. It's not hot. You got a hoodie on and jeans. I do. I wanted to be comfortable, and now I'm a little warm. And it's August. I'm still comfy, though. Still, it's not bad. These mornings have been beautiful. Man, it's it's feeling like deer season. I'm becoming out in the morning being like, <laughs> it's uh -huh. coming, buddy. It's getting there. Yeah. I got some really exciting news for deer season coming up. Do really you? exciting. Do you? I think I told you about it. I did hear about it. Yeah, that's right. So I won a controlled hunt in Ohio this year. I, I won it. I, I didn't is win. One, is win the right word? No, I was <laughs> you drew. granted. I drew it. You yeah. drew it. I yeah. drew a controlled hunt in Ohio yeah, this you year. You drew a cool tag, man. Yeah, I'm not going to say which one it is because I don't want other people to know about it, but it's pretty freaking cool. It's the Rhode Island hunt in uh, yeah. in, in Ohio. In Mississippi. In, yeah. Uh, right. Mississippi, Mississippi County, Mississippi County, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Dude, it, I'm excited. This is like the first year they're ever doing this hunt. So I don't know if anyone has ever hunted this spot. Like, legally, I guess. I'm sure people sneak into it. That's good. But it's a, yeah. like It's That's exciting, freaking, man. It's really exciting. You better get your A game together. I know. There's going to be I some good to, ones uh, there, I'll bet. I need to make a call to the Ohio DNR to see, like, I think the way I read the rules last night, I can shoot six deer there, and they don't count towards your county limit or, no your, yeah, or your season statewide limit. That's what I'm thinking. It says an additional six deer. So I need to call for about that. I need to, So basically when you get drawn, they give you a specific set of dates. I also drew October 29th to November 4th. Oh my. How freaking badass Dude. is that? So I get a rut hunt in Ohio on an area that's potentially never been hunted before with my bow. Either way, it's going to be crazy low pressure. Yeah. Dude, crazy. that's bananas. So, yeah, that's exciting. I'm pretty excited about. Wow, my but favorite I, dates, basically mm -hmm. too. Oh, me too. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I want to know: can I put trail cameras up? What am I? You know, what can what can I do? That's a fantastic question. I'd be asking <laughs> all the questions. Yeah, I need to know. Let's get them on the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one eight hundred number date. Somebody will be answering. <laughs> Somebody will answer, dude. That's awesome, man. I'm excited yeah, for you. I'm pretty pumped. Very up. cool. I was telling you, uh, last night I saw this big bachelor group of bucks. It was like nine, ten bucks in a field all together. I've never seen anything like that before. Just an absolute stud in the group. Oh, man. You're just having a hell of a year already. It hasn't uh, even started. I'll tell you what. I am fired up. 
I would I be. Was not really in the deer mood. Somebody mentioned turkeys the other day and got me all fired up again about turkeys. You weirdo. I wasn't in the deer <laughs> mood. You know, it's kind of been hot, but since it's cold off, yeah, I've been shooting my bow. We've been doing our daily challenge or weekly challenges, weekly I should challenge, say. Yeah, been doing our weekly uh, Patreon challenge, which has been very exciting. It's been way. competitive too, man. Very competitive. Very competitive. There is some some we've shit had, talking going on in the we've group. We've had lead changes. We've had position changes in the group. The camera's getting to people. Dude, big time. I know it's getting to me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I shot terrible this week. Yeah, you really want to uh, You want to figure out how good your form is and how good you can shoot under the pressure. Join like a uh, Marco Polo or a Snapchat. Go live, basically. Put all of your buddies in it. Mm-hmm. Go and then live try and, and shoot, then shoot a two-inch circle at 37 yards. With them all watching. It's- now I know how hard it is for those people. Bow hunting league like those like those Vegas shoots and stuff too. Oh goodness gracious! All the pressure of the world couldn't even imagine a million dollars on the line or whatever they yeah. prize money is. Oh boy, I cheat yeah. the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I think we also forgot to do was give a shout out to new patreons. I know that was on one of our tier levels for uh, new patreons added. Yeah, man, shout out to Ron. Ron is a new Patreon member. Uh, Graybeard's a new Patreon That's member. That's right. Jonathan Miller. That dude's a badass. He's going to be uh, picking me up from the airport when I go hunt Florida this year. You just have a freaking year going <laughs> next on. Next year, dude. I guess. Oh, next year. Yeah, technically. Technically. Yeah. It's January. It's hunt. this season. It's this season. It's, this season. It, it is. it's counting. But he'll be picking me up. Might be spending the night there. and then Cool dude, man. Yeah. He's, he's a cool dude. Badass. But uh, yeah, some new new members and they're both shooting. It's freaking exciting. I don't know if we ever. I'm gonna throw a pork even... chop in there too. Pork I chop, like Jabo. Yep, and Jabo. Yeah. Those dudes are all new. Yeah, uh, we've never given the shout out that I know of. My bad guys. Yeah, I love um, you guys. I didn't realize until I was on there messing around with some stuff, and I was like, oh crap, we kind of forgot to give these guys a shout out for joining and you know hanging out with us. <laughs> I just got so engulfed in talking to them, and right, you know, yeah, it's been fun. It has been a blast, but. Yeah. Join our Patreon, guys, if you're interested in this shooting event that we have going on. We have a bunch of different benefits that go with it as well. You get added benefits for, you know, giveaways and whatnot. We have the Marco Polo group running where we're on there BSing all the time. I mean, we were just giving Justin some life advice the other day, just last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like so cool that we can reach out to one another and and do stuff like that. Bounce ideas about different stands and scenarios mm-hmm. and everything off of each other. And There's a lot of learning opportunity it's been there. been great. You'd be surprised how much you can relate with guys. Even a really from, diverse group of yeah. dudes, too, because we got guys in, from Florida and Missouri and Pennsylvania and Kansas mm-hmm. and just all over the board, guys. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's been a blast. So while we're on this train... We gotta also thank our our partners. Absolutely, you're wearing a pretty cool hat there. You're wearing a nice hoodie. Oh my goodness! They both gracious. come from Scree Gear. They both come <laughs> from Scree Gear, which right now, guys, they have an awesome sale going on, up to fifty percent off stuff. Their merino wool is unbelievable. If you want to go on and get some new gaiters or gloves or merino or just you you know anything that they have is pretty much on sale right now. They do actually. There, it's a site wide sale. Yeah. So everything on their site technically is for sale right now is basically what I'm gathering from Absolutely. That. I looked through it. It is awesome. They added a bunch of items to the outlet. I got a couple things in my cart. Do you? I do. Nice. Pull the trigger. Yeah, I might. Well, I know I saw, about it. I saw some of the merino and the base layers in the uh, solid colors, and 
Boy, their solids are just can fire. I have a solid in my car right now. I want those dude. ash brown freaking hard scrabble pants back, yeah. dude. I'm getting them. I'm just waiting for the new pant to come out. I want to see what it is, but I'm I'm gonna get the hard scrabble pants. I might yeah. just get the new ones too, though. Well, I'll tell you what, I was rocking my Uenta pants this past weekend. We did some uh, rattlesnake hunting. Oh. And those things are just absolutely incredible to be able to wear pants and then throw the snake gaiters over top so you're not rubbing with shorts and you know, I threw the the crispy boots on and and not die from and heat not exhaustion. Die from, yeah, dude, awesome. Yeah, awesome. I know uh, Sam was wearing Uintas and he was wearing his uh, merino wool uh, short sleeve. Oh, t-shirt. very cool. One fifty T. Yeah, the one fifty cool, T. So we were both rocking and and staying cool on a, a pretty warm, sunny afternoon saturday turned out to be up there there was some rain in the areas but up where we were at dude it just totally cleared up and we found four awesome snakes one giant one gigantor giant snake and we were like That's the terrifying. one year we forget all the stuff to possibly keep the snake and we start to really think about it, like what what would we really yeah what were you gonna do with it? with it yeah throw it in the freezer for a couple of years they'll have the money to pay for it you know i don't know at the end of the day, when you find something like that and you catch them and handle them and you got them and they're just being really cool, like the the attitude of rattlesnakes is so freaking cool, man. Yeah, man. Like, I know you hate snakes. I'm terrified. I know. But it was like... It was cool. It was so neat. I love watching the videos of you guys yeah. figuring it out. I got a couple for you to watch. Yeah. They're well, freaking I awesome. I see those new ones, but... <laughs> guys, if you use code WDP20 to get 20% off your first purchase, I guarantee you can find some rattlesnakes if you're looking for them. Guarantee it, huh? <laughs> Billy Garen called him and said, hey, stamp of approval. Stamp of approval. I guarantee it. If you're looking for snakes. If you're looking for whitetails, too, though, you'll find them with those 150s. <laughs> <laughs> that funny. is a bold move cotton bold move cotton <laughs> that's hilarious well once you find those you're still gonna have to shoot them and you're gonna need something sharp and pointy on the end of your arrow a big old blade coming from vip archery oh baby can you imagine shooting a rattlesnake with a uh combat vet i could imagine it That'd i'm sure some combat awesome. vets have shot some rattlesnakes i'm sure they have maybe not the broadhead but no. you know some real ones yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely that has definitely happened I uh I'm a huge fan obviously of the combat vet, but I'm also really looking forward to possibly using the commanders this year. Yeah. And adding to my arsenal. I'm with you, man. I want to get some commanders in my hand. I haven't ordered them yet. I'm going to. I gotta start shooting a little bit more with those. And uh I just have a hard time getting away from those combat vets because Honestly, they're so yeah. good, man. I think I have maybe some of the same still original ones that he gave us years and years ago hooked us up with and uh Man, they're still tougher than nails. They are, man. Like, they just refuse <laughs> to be beaten. I can't kill them. I, I can't kill them. That's why they're still riding in my quiver, man. Yeah. I know it because I can tell from the markings. I'm like, these are the original. I've killed multiple animals with this broadhead. That is freaking awesome when you still get sand. sharp as ever, though, yeah. too. And I've never replaced blades. I haven't had to really mess with anything. Unbelievably sharp, man. Just take them apart, clean them up maybe touch them with a quick little, you know, hit with a sharpener or yeah. something. Maybe just just to get some of the grime off of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get the hair and break that edge a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You just gotta you just gotta basically get through some of that that grit that you get from throwing them through an animal. <laughs> They're mean, ready to rock. At the man. end of the day, yeah. I mean I know people have done it without cleaning them. <laughs> oh my good googly moogly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not advised. Not advised. Not advised. 
but we have a uh, we have a fun episode for us. This today. is a great one, guys. I, I was really excited about this one. He has the best attitude in the world. I love watching his videos on TikTok and uh, love watching his live streams. He's gonna have a new subscriber tonight. No, I, like I can't it, wait man. to get on and check out his videos and get caught up. I know you kind of were the the point man on this, and I'm glad you were because. Dude, that was one of the easiest episodes I think I've recorded in a long time. Yeah, man. It just comes so natural just chatting with him. I, I loved it. I had a lot of fun. I know he had a lot of fun. I'm sure he'll be on more often. Yeah, man. Aiden from Narrowgate Outdoors. Here he is, guys. All right, guys. And we are back with Aiden Pavetti with Narrowgate Outdoors. This boy here, he's going to be something special. I'll tell you right now. Aiden, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Excellent, excellent. We're glad to have you. We are glad to have you, man. This is uh, this is an exciting one for me. We tried going back and forth a couple times. Scheduling was an issue, and you know what? Here you are. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, let's get right into this thing. We we want to know. I I hear you're a local boy. I I'll be honest. Austin found you. He said you got to check this guy out. We got to have him on the podcast. And I've been watching you guys kind of message back and forth and. Usually, you know, if like Austin's driving the conversation on our Instagram page, I let him drive. And if I'm driving, he lets me drive. So I've kind of been off in the background. So I need to, I, I, I want to know as much as the listeners do a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe an introduction of who you are, where you're from. Yeah. So my name is Ian Pavetti. I'm from Western Pennsylvania, born and raised here. Just kind of grew up in the outdoors with my dad um, and my brother. And then I uh, had a, an uncle and a grandpa. And we all just, we hit the woods as kids. And that's, that. well, at least me and my brother did. My dad took us out the one day. And I just, I remember the one day we were sitting in a shanty together. And we were looking out the window for hours and hours and hours. And I said, you guys see that in the wood line? Oh, sure enough. They were like, what are you talking about? I was like, there's a deer in the wood line, 150 yards out. What are you waiting for? So we get on him. Brother shoots. Boom. That, I mean, the rest was history. So after that, that was like the, the the finger click just snapped. That was I was locked in after that. The first experience, even though I wasn't the shooter, being along for that hunt was like, I don't know, it just it just drove the addiction deep within you. And you just you can't turn it off after that. But a couple years down the road, um, actually about five years ago, I really, really got into it. I actually shot my first deer. Crazy things. People think that I just grew up hunting, always shot deer right off the bat. No, I only really locked in and actually harvested my first animal about five years ago. It was a doe, hunted all the way in the late season archery. And after that, it was I was locked in, like locked in heavy. And that's all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do all the time was, was just hunt, 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 hunt. Fishing season would roll around. Don't care. Just waiting for October to hit. <laughs> nice. And that was that. Um, I just kind of went from there and just took off. I like it, man. Would you say you were distracted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would go there. Yeah, there were uh, there were a couple opportunities that presented themselves, and I came up with the excuse that I could never get a shot. <laughs> little to, little does everybody know that I was just afraid of the recoil from the youth model twenty gauge. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, my man. I got you. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah. Now, Western PA, you, you got to be a little more, more specific because obviously we're Western PA based. What, what yeah. county are you from? I'm from, 
Crawford County up okay. north. Then we moved down from there. I'm, uh, I'm just north of Pittsburgh now. So we hit a lot around um, just above Pittsburgh. And then we have a couple locations up north. Um, I have a camp in 2F that my old welding teacher from high school built me an entire shanty for. So that's, uh, I spent a lot of time there last year. That was my first year hunting it. And then this year we're going to hit it heavy, hit it heavy, heavy. Um, he's got about 150 acres up there with, um, it's kind of right off one of the game lands areas or whatever, whatever you would call it. And, uh, it's, it's just a hot spot. So many of these deer get pushed off from, from public land. Everybody knows it gets so much pressure and they just use that place as safe haven. It's just, it's nuts. What comes off the game lands. I mean, they've been watching cameras forever. And the one year they had 66 buck on camera or something like that. Some ridiculous. And some of these deer they've shot, they've never seen before. They just, just monsters get pushed way out from public land because it's so pressured and there's a handful of people that hunt it. So it's, it's honestly an amazing opportunity that I, I have the invitation to hunt there, especially with as much pressure as around there. So it's a really, really sweet spot. Definitely, definitely. Really cool. cool, man. Did you, You're uh, a good company then, man. Yeah. We're just north of freaking Pittsburgh. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Sounds we like we might, be, we might be neighbors right now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's awesome, man. That's we'll cool. We'll have to meet up and get on a hunt together. That'd Heck be cool, yeah. man. Did you uh, did you get your then, 2F tag? I did get my 2F tag. That's what I put in first because I do a yeah. lot. Um, I hunt more 1A just because it's closer. But I, I put in for 2F first, and then hopefully I got my – 1A tag in here soon. I put in for the second round, so hopefully they send it mail soon. Very cool. Very cool. We're 1A too, yeah. so yeah. there we go. Are, oh my goodness. <laughs> I didn't realize how close we were. Yeah. We might That's literally sweet. be only you know 100 feet apart right now. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, how you like the, the, reason... the new system, man, with the doe tags and stuff? Was it How, um, how was your experience? Well, I, uh, I made a TikTok about it because I got up <laughs> Obviously, I slept in because I'm not a morning person other than when it's hunting season. Yeah. Um, I woke up, though, and uh, there are 133,000 people in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I stayed up, decided to do a live stream on TikTok, and then uh, people were like, "Um, you should probably go get your doe tag. You're probably in line. I'm like, all right, see you later. Bye. Hopped off, and I had 15 minutes to get it. So wow. you locked in. You got it on the first round, so <laughs> can't complain. Go. I actually saw that TikTok. It was hilarious, man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, loved <it. laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I logged on yeah. seven seconds after 8 a.m. and I was 19,000 in line. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe they thought that that was a, a state-of-the-line, state-of-the-art um, idea there. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I will yeah. say I think the second round went a lot smoother than the first round, but the demand 100%. was down. So, you know... Yes, it, it wasn't that bad, and I I didn't even realize. Like I know some people logged on early and it like put them in the queue, but then it kicked them out right before really? eight o'clock. Yeah, so then when you <laughs> log in at eight o'clock, basically, or you can log in early, but they take it and they just randomize it. Yep. So like you can be on at seven fifty, and when eight o'clock yeah. hits, you just randomly get a number depending on how many people are in the queue. You just get a wow. number. Yeah. So the first time around, I was like. 3,300 or yeah, something. Yeah, you got a good pick Super line, low, man. like maybe even 27. <laughs> it took me 45-minute wait. I was done. Yeah. And then the second round, I got like a little bit farther than that. I think it took like two, two and a half hours, but I wasn't worried. I was just getting 1A tags. So 
it wasn't like I needed to get that two F tag. That yeah. one was, you know, that, that one two was F tough. was first because they normally they normally go first. But actually, I thought I saw they went second round. They so did. They did. Yeah. It was no big deal. I wonder if they added tags. I know that uh, Pennsylvania added almost a million additional doe tags this year, which is crazy. Really? Yeah, across the entire state. So I'm guessing I didn't look into that. Everything that's got pretty banned. wild. Yeah, yeah, two D, I think, which is not that far from us. Two D was like mm-hmm. eighty six thousand or something like that. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was a pile of them. And I'll tell you what, they're getting low there too. I mean, I looked the other day, and one A only had like five thousand left or something. Really? Wow. I would be surprised Dang. if all three of us maybe didn't get our third round one A tag. Well, you know? I'm I'm already planning. I'm going to go to Walmart and camp it out because <laughs> 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 next round too is D map tags, which is yeah. extremely important for us. So, so Allegheny County is actually pretty wild because they're just unlimited. You can yeah. just go into the courthouse and say, I want five yeah. and they'll give them to you, yeah. which is wild to me. Mm. I mean, it's just, the the low amount of hunters that are down there to take care of the population and it's more of a uh residential area kind of in a way so nobody hunts it you know what i mean so the populations are ridiculous and that's where you see the youtube (laughs) (laughs) that's where that's where you see like the the seek one people come in and i just watched a video the other day they did um was it i forget what they called it domageddon yeah where they went in and they shot like 30 plus doe because it's just nobody hunts them and they're just destroying residential areas and the the, the resources are, are just terrible yeah. um there's too many deer and not enough resources so it's a it's a pretty wild concept that you can just go down there and bag as many as you want with no consequences oh yeah basically yeah i don't think i've ever seen two b sell out no, really? and it's been like sixty thousand left over almost <laughs> <Yeah>. consistently <laughs> every year. Like it's not even close. It's not like there's two grand left. There's legitimately like sixty thousand left over because, like you said, I mean, yeah, it's unlimited. You can go down and kill as many as you want, but the access is really tough. It's tough. The game lands are really tough to hunt. There's a bunch of people mm-hmm. on there. Usually, they're pretty successful. The people we see there, they're pretty much always killing deer. Somebody, and. uh you know, it's tough. The The access part is probably the hardest part because I work down there and man, there are deer just running everywhere. You know, just to get, I was after a deer down there that was just unbelievable. And to get permission on two acres, I had to ask like seven people for two acres, you know, because they all had a sliver of it. And, and it's like, you know, I could see why people don't want it or it takes one person to not, you know, not let you do it. And it, yep. I was very surprised that I was able to actually gain access from all of those people and some of the neighbors, just in case, you know, I did shoot it and it went to the neighbors and all but one, uh, two, two, and they were both on the far ends, which it would have taken a bit to get to their property. And they didn't own a lot of land, but you know, I did my due diligence. Only two people were like, and I knew going into it, right. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be tough. You can tell like there's signs yep. in the yard and stuff. That are like, <laughs> yeah. They're not going to allow this one. I walked up and asked, I still asked for permission. They were just like, yeah, I don't know. Let me check my parents and like, Hey, is he allowed to hunt deer here? And like hunt deer. <laughs> no. I was like, note taken. I'm going to go. <laughs> we, we have a, 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 I don't even know, a decent chunk of property, uh, like land, I should say, a little ways down the road, not even like literally a quarter of a mile down the road. And when we first moved down here a couple of years ago, my dad and brother went up and they were like, can we hunt this? And they were like, 
Nah, my cousins hunt it. Well, they sold the property and it's now a massive housing complex, which really blows. But I was like, everybody, like there's so many, not, nobody in residential areas wants you to hunt their, their crap. Right. Which is pretty crazy now that I, that I mentioned that because the one property behind, it's uh, my old welding teacher from high school. He like right behind his house, he's got, I think it's like 10 acres ish, maybe right behind his house. So it's just a super small little plot and it's right above a neighborhood. <laughs> so last year I was, I was like last year I was out there I'm like if I shoot something this isn't going to be pretty because it's all I'm hunting on the top of a hill in the neighborhood below I'm like I'm going to shoot one of these things and they're going to run down and die in somebody's front yard and next thing you know you got these kids running out here traumatized and I'm like it's it's ethical it's legal like we'll get it out of here but I'm like this is not going to be a pretty scene <laughs> yeah Oh, man. Dude, one of our buddies, Andrew, that was on the show a long while back, Andrew Wyland. Oh, yeah. Me and him, we have done some hunting down in the 2B area in some pretty, <laughs> like, obviously with permission, but still kind of sketchy spots. Like, he, yeah. had, he had permission on one spot that was really nice. It was probably 30, 40 acres, and I'm pretty sure they destroyed it all now and built houses there. But at the time, it was a gold mine. There was probably hundreds of deer living in this little piece of woods oh, yeah. it was the only woods and then there was another one you're literally just on a hillside like you know how you ride down one of them back highways and there's just this one plain hillsides and you know all at the top of that's all housing development yep. we were on that hillside hunting, you know <laughs> like we were literally parking at his parents and walking down over the hill and hunting that hillside and it was just like there were deer i almost shot one it was crazy man <laughs> there's deer everywhere but that's bananas. <laughs> that stuff is not as easy as people make it look or think, too. Nope. That's nope. tough hunting. And man. yeah, the, the where I was hunting at, I got out there like one or two times. One, the first night was pretty windy. So stuff was locked down. I didn't see a thing. But my neighbor swears it's a gold mine. He's like, every night I'm out here, there's 15 deer sitting here. He's like, you have to hunt it. So I got permission to hunt or whatever. So the first night was windy. They were, they were locked down. Then one of the other nights I came out, didn't see anything i don't think and then the third night or whatever i went out we went up and a perfect night perfect night we go up we're looking for my ground blind that i have a little tide we 270 blind see-through sides whatever we go we're like where's the blind at we go up we actually end up bumping deer on the way up and we're like where's the blind we're looking for the blind everywhere it's nowhere to be found so we're like whatever we're just gonna send it i guess so he gets my nice candy blue wheelchair out sets me up against the tree i get my tripod out i get my camera out with the tripod i set it all up and those deer we spooked down in the field came back up and out of the corner of my eye i see brown and i just you know you just your just reaction you flick and look they were they were not impressed that i was there they were ducking <laughs> around trees trying to see me ducking their heads down looking back up and i'm like you gotta be kidding me so sure enough, they start making their way up and uh, I'm set up looking directly at them. They're a touch off to the right. I'm like, if you guys make a left, it's over. Well, they make their way down to the right. And sure enough, the last one was a legal buck. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh. And of course, he he doesn't care. He's just following the does, though. So I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but it turns out the property owner didn't know that I'd asked another family member to hunt there. So he took my blind down thinking that it was one of the, the people down below just put it up there without permission but i'm like no it's me just like, give me my blind back oh, <laughs> no. i was so kind of thinking it was just really really good blind and you couldn't see it <laughs> yeah, no. no somebody had actually taken it down because he didn't know we were 
have permission to hunt there. So, but we got it back and we put it up and that was the end of the season. But Heck, at least you got time. it back, man. Yeah. <laughs> he just it. sent me a picture today of a nice buck that he had up there yesterday. So I'm, I'm already getting ready to take him out. <laughs> I like it. He's on the list. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. I know uh, our buddy Boer and Geoff were out turkey hunting one time on public land. They left their blind overnight and their chairs and everything. And I'm pretty sure they came back in the morning and they're looking everywhere and they can't find their blind. Next thing you know, like their chairs, like 30 yards from where the blind was like thrown and they're like, what in the heck? So they just sat down on the ground. Their weight it starts getting light up. Their blind's like 50 yards away. Somebody moved it <laughs> and, and put it and set it up and was hunting out of it on public land. <laughs> they're like, dude, what in the world is going on? It should be right here. Like they're finding things that they were using the day before. Like everything was there but the blind and someone had moved it and was hunting out of it. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Only in Pennsylvania. You know, That's some so people wild. just have no respect and it's, it's wild. Yeah. So I wild. Agree. I would agree. Well, this is a good time then let's transition a little bit. Yeah. Let's get into narrow gate outdoors, man. What kind of gave you the inspiration or what gave you the, the idea to kind of start a TikTok, narrow gate yeah. outdoors, all of the stuff. Let's get into the, you know, the jig tie in. Yeah. It's wild, <laughs> man. I love it. I love it. Um, so I was going to college. Um, I went to Cal U for one semester. I was going for a bachelor's degree in fisheries and wildlife. Um, I ultimately wanted to work in a fish hatchery. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then I was like, well, I don't really want to go for four years anymore. So I transferred um, online to, what's the place called? Can't even remember. Columbia College. Um, they're out of Missouri, Montana. Those are the two main campuses at least um, for environmental science. And then Basically, without being too too personal, financial aid was like, no, nah, we're not covering for your summer, your summer semester, whatever, which they wanted me to do is just go all the way through. So I was like, all right. So ended up just posting a TikTok with my dad, doing some turkey hunting, and we were just filming crap on my phone and whatever. I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. I'm off for the summer. Like, let's post some stuff. And then uh, July hit and I had like my first video blow up, which was like 5,000 views. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I was just ecstatic. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man. this is sweet. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I could really go somewhere with this. So sat down at dinner with my mom the one night, it was her birthday. And I was like, I don't really want to go back to college in the fall. And she's like, that's fine. Do what you want to do. And she's just, she's, the, she's the biggest supporter of it all. Like she, every sec, every step of the way she's there. And I love it. So I, I kept posting, 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 and then October hit. I got a camera, and it was it was just prime deer season all the way through. And after that, it was just like it blew up, it just blew up from there. And I was like, this is incredible. So I continued it on through deer season, on through the spring, and uh, we're coming up. Well, we're just a little over a year now starting all this, and it's it's been a it's been a trip. <laughs> so um, I just. Posted a lot of videos and they started doing well. People loved them. Um, and then this spring, I, I started doing some live streams. Actually, I'm gonna say last November, December-ish, I started some live streams and I would just I just talk about hunting. And I have like nine people listening and interacting. It was fun. It was just something to do. And then I was like, well, all these other people are tying jigs. Why not give it a try? And I and I had a jig tying thing that I did before. I just never really got into. It. I was like, ah, whatever. So I was like, let's try it on live. So I tried on live and like first two or three months are just like 12 people and i was like whatever I'm like it's fun now all of a sudden like a couple months ago i just like i held steady at 100 people I'm like, well this is pretty wild 
was like, all right, let's keep doing it. So I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. People loved it. And recently I've had like 600,000 people watching. Um, it really started blowing up when I started using this puppy up here. Good old mouth call for turkey season. Yep. I put that puppy in, in, in gag on it and almost puke. And people, <laughs> I had a thousand people watching me gag and puke on mouth call. Um, and that really just blew it up. And I was like, I'm in. If you guys love it, I love it too. So that's that's kind of the short history of it. <laughs> the name comes from uh, from Bible verse. I'm very, very Christian-centered company, brand, whatever you want to call it. The Bible verse comes from Matthew verse 13 through 14, or no, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 through 14. Excuse me. Um, it basically just talks about the narrow gate. People are on the narrow gate of following Jesus. People are, uh, there's a highway headed to hell of a lot of people. And I was just like, you know what? I want to build something about Jesus and I love the outdoors. So narrow gate. And that's, that's kind of the history of it. That's, that's really where it took off from there. That's awesome, man. I think it's funny. Yeah. Uh, you brought up the mouth call thing because still, <laughs> even when I hop on there, people are like, Hey, where's the Turkey call tonight? Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, here it is. I'm not putting it in. Were you ever- <laughs> Were you ever in the uh, in the lives when I was doing that or no? Oh yeah, I, I saw some of them. Yeah, I Were saw you? them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, it was man. it was brutal. I've I've never uh, never really been too good with them, and I was like, you know, what? we're gonna give it a try. So I did it, and boy, is that that a trip? <laughs> Absolutely, man. I want to get into the lives a little bit more. I think that the jig tying is really yeah. cool, and I like how you involve everybody in it because you're constantly taking questions from people. I mean, down to literally what jig am I tying next? What colors are we doing right now? Like, I love yeah. that. Let's get into that a little bit and then we'll move on from there. Absolutely. So it it, it all really started from like the nine, 12 people crowds where I was just like, you know what? Let's just, let's just interact. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, be uh, not here to beg for money or anything. Like I'm here to just hang out with you guys. I do this to hang out with you guys, not so that you guys can come watch me. So um, it started out just with like, what colors should we do next? And it was always just the most random oddball colors. It was like seven different colors and crap. And I was like, whatever. So that's uh, that's kind of where like the initial interacting with people came from. Um, Cause I just wanted to know what people thought. I wanted to know what people wanted me to do. And it's kind of, that's where it sprouted from. And then from there, people were like, always asking for more colors and, like my favorite thing in the world is just talking to these people. Like they've, they've done as much as they can to, to just bless me with the platform that they have and the following that I have and support that they have and all that stuff. I'm like, you know what, the least I can do is answer your guys' questions, talk back and forth with you guys. Um, Cause to me, it's, it's not a, a money grab and I might have 37,000 followers right now, but I'm the same person as you. I'm on the same level as you. I'm not famous. I'm, None of that. I'm I'm just a regular human being that you guys choose to watch. So I, I try and keep it as personal as I can. I have a handful of people that come back every single time. They've watched me for the past eight months and I know who they are. People come in the lives, they're like, you remember me? I'm like, of course I remember you. You know what I mean? So is, if you're interacting with my live, there's a good chance that I'll remember you for months on months, you know? So that's that's my favorite part about it is talking with everybody. Definitely, man. Definitely. And you sell some jigs too, don't you? I mean, I know people are constantly do. Like yeah. hitting you up like, Hey man, how can I get a hold of these jigs? <laughs> yep. So I, uh, I, it all just started with like tying jigs. I, I had no use for them. I was just endlessly tying jigs and they were just kept building up and building up and building up. And people <laughs> like, do you sell them? I'm like, 
no, but if you want me to, like, I'd be more than happy to let some of them go because I have no use for them. But I'm like, I don't have a website. I don't have an Etsy. Like, I got nothing. I'm like, if you are really interested, not thinking anything up, I'm like, two people. I'm like, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. Like, we'll just cash app it and you give me your address. I'll, I'll mail it out to you. And I did. That's what I did for the longest time. And there were some hiccups, but it, it worked. People love them. And uh, I actually just finished tying up my, my last bit of inventory for my actual website. So hopefully we can launch all that next week. Really get it rolling. That's exciting, man. Let's keep going with the website yeah. a little bit too. You have some merch. You got some hats. My favorite hat merch. that you have is uh, the on the roost hat. I think you would actually like it. It's okay. really it's sweet, man. You got my attention. Yeah. yeah. He, he has embroidered hats. Yep. Dude, we got to hook you up with a guy. This is this is one here. It's a little uh, buck crossing, jumping the fence yeah. a little bit. It's but yeah, we got a we got a on the roost hat, and then I got a I got a limb hanger hat. So yeah, they're sweet. We got to hook you up sweet. with a guy that does yeah. our hats and stuff, dude. I think they would really? look absolutely yeah. He's bad all ass with with the leather patch like yeah. we do. Yeah, I think yeah. Oh, I want a leather patch so bad. We got to hook mm-hmm. you up with him. I got the guy for you for sure. Please. Yep. Shoot me a DM. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will definitely slide into your DMs. And uh, let you know. <laughs> Listen, I'm kind of interested in the jigs too. You're always to welcome. <laughs> They're sweet, man. Like that's the thing. These are not like crappy jigs. He's tying yeah. some freaking beautiful jigs, man. And like people are just like, Thank "Oh, you. I want purple and pink." He's like, "All right, I'll make purple and pink." And he starts tying. I'm on it. Say no more. Yeah. 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 I'm not hard to please. I'm like a green pumpkin and, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> Just simple. Give, keep it simple. Dark colors. I'm all about it. You yeah. need to make dark it colors. Fun. Yeah, dark colors. Oh, man. You you won't, you won't like me then. I, I got like, I got fluorescent colors left and right. That's yeah. all I got. Listen, I don't know my ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to fishing. So I, I try. <laughs> I just literally caught my first fish on a jig this year. Ever. Really? I never fished them. I had I had a whole tackle box full of them that some guy gave me and never fished them. And this year I started playing with them a little bit between wood piles. I, yeah. I do we bang like twenty fish with them and you know, it was freaking a blast. So I would definitely yeah. hit you up for some jigs. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. They are fun. I don't yeah. care. You tell me what's you know. So I like the fluorescent colors just for dirty, muddy water, stuff like that, or whatever. I mean th- 90% of the time I'm fishing for crappie and they hit whatever moves. They can mm. eat a leaf in the water. Yeah. They don't care. So why not just tie bright, pretty colors to please the human eye, you know? But I really like the uh, the golden black and white and gold. Those are like my one of my two favorites. Yeah. So natural colors, but you got enough flash to them that whatever while you're fishing, you'll catch their attention. Definitely. You started tying some two-tones too. And those are yeah, I did. man. I got a whole bag of them right here. Oh yeah, oh, man. shit. Yeah, Dude, they're sweet. <laughs> you ain't kidding about color, man. Holy moly, <laughs> they're sweet. People want them, man. I'm telling you, when you hop on the live, everybody. I mean, popping. It, it's constant. They're unique. They're custom built. Yeah. I mean, think about yeah. it. We we preach it all the time with custom built stuff. Like it's what nobody else has. So I mean, if you're trying mm-hmm. to catch some stingy fish, you know that that could do it. It could. You got to be different than the rest. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got to be something new that they haven't seen 4 million times. For sure. Cool, man. That's, I won't even know where to start with half of that stuff. I, <laughs> it just, I love when people just go all in and, you know, figure you're going to do something and you just 
do the research, start doing yep. it. And I, I love that, that you just started out of thin air kind of, and, and yeah. said, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. No, I, I just started it for fun. And people were like, you sell these, these look amazing. I'm like, they don't, but I mean, sure. <laughs> that was when I first started tying them. I'm, I'm a little better now, but some of the other ones I was like, yeah. I mean, if you want them, sure. But yeah. <laughs> there is no guarantee you're going to catch a fish with it. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. It's all right. Didn't you know fishing lures aren't meant to catch fish? They're meant to catch the fishermen. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. 99% of them. Yep. <laughs> That's why I still have yeah, that Spro the, Rat in my tackle box that I've never fished with. <laughs> in the right circumstance, you might catch something. I've never seen a rat on the water in my life, but, you know. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? Oh, man, that's fun. Yep. I think it's funny, too, how many people, like, you'll be tying, and you'll start messing up or something like that, and people are like, what's going on with that bobbin? Like giving you crap about that all the time. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Like I hate this thing, man. Is <laughs> the uh, the one I use? I don't even have it here. It's over there. It's a it's an automatic bobbin, so it it keeps tension on the spool, which is really nice with my fingers because like I used to pull it all the way over, and then tie my chenille on, and then bring it back over, and I'd have to like manually roll the spool back up. But it has tension on it, so you just like pull it over, and it sucks it all back up. But if you forget to take the tension off of it when you go to cut it. You cut it and then it goes and zings it all back up and it's impossible to get it threaded again. So when you have 400 people watching you and your bobbin comes unspooled and you can't get it back on, it's annoying. So, Oh man. That's why I'm like, I hate this crap. (laughs) It's fun. People start giving him crap. He's like, I hate it. (laughs) Oh, it's fun, man. Now did I see you tie flies as well? Is that correct? No, I just do the jigs because the okay. flies are too too intricate for me. I hate, I can't, this is enough for me. That feather yeah. starts spinning. I'm ready to quit, let alone these tying wings on things. Yeah, I heard like fly tying is just unbelievable. Like attention to detail, very, very you can ridiculous. You can do some very, uh, like some very baseline ones, which I wouldn't be opposed to getting into. But like uh, some of the other people you watch on TikTok will tie like hyper-realistic stuff. And it like you could mistake it for a real bug if it didn't have a hook coming out of the bottom of it. Like they just, they're really, really talented. I just, I don't have the patience for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not for you. I tied flies for quite a while and it was addicting. And then I just started, I don't know. I think I got, I don't even know what else. I just, I stopped doing it for a while and I haven't got back into it. I have a nice fly tying jig and everything, but I just, uh, yeah, I got out of it, but. Yeah, it's fun. If you get into it, you'll you'll get more addicted to that than the jigs. I can, I yeah. can assure you. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, when man. you can get real, when you can get good at it, it's I'm sure it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't even fly fish. I was just tying them for buddies. Like they'd ask yeah. me for something, mm-hmm. I'd start tying, and it's like I don't fly fish at all. You got to tell me what you want. Like, <laughs> oh, it's weird. It's fun though. It's cool. I know the one guy down in Florida that I I Florida that I uh, turkey hunted with Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on our show. Shout out to Pat, well. man. Pat, Pat's the man. He is. Uh, he ties flies and stuff like that as well. And he did it. He did one from the turkey feather. Oh, that's cool. And he made really? it from one of his turkey feathers. Yeah, it w- ended up so gorgeous, man. Just absolutely beautiful. Like everything he tied into it came from the turkey in some way. That's awesome. I thought it was really cool, kind of a recreation from other wildlife. Yeah. You know? I like that a lot, man. There I you like go. It. See? People. See, yeah. There you go. Keep a whole bag of these from this turkey back here. Like I'm ever going to tie with it, but I mean, I don't want to throw them away. <laughs> right, right. Dude, I guarantee you tie with it. People are going to want it. 
I ask people, I'm like, if I tied a jig with my turkey feathers, would you buy it? They're like, hundred percent. See, there you Same go. thing with my hair. People, people are like, you tie some with your, your with your hair. I'll buy it, fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are ridiculous. That's awesome, man. <laughs> like this stuff's too curly. It's not gonna lay flat. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I got curly hair too. I'm not breaking it out from underneath this hat. I got a mop going on right now, dude. <laughs> oh, oh man, wow. that's fun. So, stop me if I'm getting too personal or anything. You have muscular dystrophy. Explain that a little bit. I want to get into that a little bit. How you get into the Absolutely. outdoors and how you kind of overcome that a little bit because. It's got to be difficult. It's not like you're just running out into the woods real quick. You you have to plan a little bit more, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I was I was hoping that would come into into play here, and, and I'm glad it did. So, yes, I have muscular dystrophy. Um, it was a condition I was born with. It's a neuromuscular disease. So basically, best way to put it, I tell people on live is uh, I just have weaker muscles than usual. It's it's tougher to like rebuild muscles, stuff like that. Back in about 2019, um, I got really sick with some virus they couldn't identify, but that was like right before COVID blew up. So could have been COVID, could have not, but I was, uh, I was on my butt for about 11 days, really kicked me in the butt, took me out, lost a lot of muscle, just like anybody else would when they're not moving a whole lot, especially when your body's using all that energy to fight off what you have. And uh, I don't have a lot of weight to me, so it went straight for my muscles. So lost a lot of uh, muscle doing that lost a lot of strength, made it very difficult from there, which is uh, what put me in the wheelchair. I guess I should, that's what I'm getting at. I was able to walk. I still walk. I use a walker and stuff like that, but the whole hunting thing, it's always been a struggle. Even when I was walking, you know, I got my, any little kids got their 10 pound muck boots on trying to walk into the mud or walking through the woods, stretching through the snow or something like that. And dad's grabbed me by my collar, trying to drag me through the snow, giving me a stand in the morning. And yeah, Fortunately, we've we've always kind of had a means of transportation as far as like a, a gator or a quad or right now an electric golf cart. Nice. <laughs> whatever, 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 yep, whatever it takes. Um, so we I've used a gator for a long time. Since I moved down here, we got the one buddy um, we hunt with. He had a camp. He had an electric golf cart for because that's what he used to drive around with. And then they sold the camp, whatever. Took it, took it to his house. Um, so that's what I used to get to the stand. So we load everything up in the car. We leave my wheelchair at home because I don't move a whole lot on uneven ground with that. It's not the easiest thing in the world. So um, basically get out there. Dad throws everything in the golf cart, crossbow, shotgun, rifle, whatever I'm using, tripods, camera gear, everything, which does take a little bit more time to just get set up. So we do try and leave a little bit earlier, but you know, when it's four o'clock in the morning, you don't want to move real fast. So throw everything in basically drive out to wherever we're going. I use a, um, just have like a little permanent blind in, I don't want to say permanent, permanent temporary blind. It's no like on stilts or anything like that. It's just a piece of uh, plywood cut two windows out of, and then we took a piece of cattle panel, bent it in half, put a tarp over it and zip tied it together. And that's all she is. She had a heater inside of it. So drive out with the golf cart, unload everything in there. Dad throws me on his back or throws me in the old, junky wheelchair and go to the blind, hop in a camp chair. And that's that hunting. I mean, if we shoot something, um, I will say that is, that is a tricky part because that's like the most exciting part about it is you want to get up and you want to track whatever you shot, unless it's a turkey, obviously. Um, totally. But I can't just, I can't just like get up and walk um, and track, which is kind of tough. The buck I shot 
fortunately we my dad threw me on his back and piggybacked me about 100 yards to follow the blood trail which was really sweet but the doe i shot last year they just tracked it and then took me to wherever it was which sucks but hey you gotta make the most of it so can't be too upset about that absolutely man i like your positive attitude yeah. about it and absolutely your dad is a good freaking dude man that's awesome <laughs> yeah, he is that's yep. awesome yep he uh he does everything he can to to keep me out there which i, I couldn't be more thankful for so absolutely i can appreciate that is the uh yeah. cold weather a big deal for you i mean is it something that's really tough hey. Not when I got that Sitka jacket on, you know what I'm saying? Got that Sitka suit head to toe. You can't use that S word around us, okay? <laughs> it Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because I would have forgot about that. That has been the hardest part for all of it. And it's not like a health thing where it's like dangerous if I'm out there like, oh, hypothermia. It's it's honestly the the fact that when your hands get so cold, you can't pull a trigger or something like that. I have really, really bad grip strength. So pulling a trigger already is super tough, let alone when it's 20, 30 degrees outside right. November, you know, it's tough to do anything. Um, but I, I do use two hands to pull the trigger. So it's not that big of a deal, but it always has kind of been a big deal to keep me as warm as possible. Because if I'm not warm and I'm frozen, I can't do much as far as hunting. So I got a propane heater that I, that I try and keep off as much as I can. And as much as you hate the S word, once I did get the Sitka though, it it really has been somewhat of a game changer for me. Like I've been able to kind of rock without a heater and it keeps me warm. Um, and with me not being as strong as I am, even you guys probably hate feeling like Pillsbury Doughboy with a thousand layers on. That would be me. I'd have my my thick flannel on with like three other layers and a camo, then an orange jacket on, like I'm just like, you know, you can't move. So having the Sitka has really helped because it's not as bulky and Honestly, I feel that it's warmer than anything I've ever worn. So, no, definitely. He's just lot. messing with you about I, the Sitka thing. Oh, yeah. You. No, I, I get that crap all the time. People are like, you wear Sitka? I'm like, yeah, I do wear Sitka. Yeah. Oh, I can't blame you. They're a good brand, man. I mean, personally, yeah. I like I like Scree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're a partner of ours. That. They're a partner of ours. I'm just messing with yeah. you. But, yeah. No, yeah. that's good. We got to get you in some merino wool, man. It is unbelievable, yes. man. Yeah. Really? Especially the heavier base layer stuff. I mean, you, you really? put those on. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the 300 base layers, maybe with the Wasatch after that, mm -hmm. um, those two layers alone really start to heat that core. You throw that Sitka jacket, those outer layers over yep. top, dude, you'll be toasty. You can throw that probe. Might, have to, heater might have to go see what they offer. Yeah. I, I hate running a heater. As much as people say they don't spook deer, I just don't like having it on if I don't yeah. have to. Yeah. I don't it's, you. Especially especially running in the blind, it's a little louder. And right. You can notice a big difference from when you have it on and when you have it off. Cause once that propane runs out and there's two pound cylinders, you can hear everything, Definitely. you know? So it's like, what are you missing out on that? You can't hear cause you got that thing running next to you. Mm. So, and, and one thing I did forget to mention a lot of time with, with the cold is I can't wear gloves because of my grip strength. I lose a lot of ability to squeeze a trigger with that. So I don't wear gloves. Um, I fortunately have like a little, the football players use, they put it around their yeah. waist. They oh, stick the their hands in it, the hand muff. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. I got one of those for Christmas last year and that thing's been a game changer because I can just stick my hands right in that and rip them out if I have to shoot. So it's uh, it's sweet. I love that. I can't believe I haven't gotten one sooner, but 
It's sweet. Yeah, it's dude. a beautiful thing, man. Throw a couple of hot hands yeah, in there. I was just gonna oh, say that. Dude, <laughs> game yeah. changer for sure. I use one. I, I saw, I saw somebody make they they make them with like a a clear plastic top, so you can see what you're doing yeah. inside. Like you're opening your little Debbie Christmas trees inside there, so you can see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, they got the little cell phone pocket uh-huh. there. You're just like, yeah. yeah. That just sounds dangerous. It seems very dangerous. I know Joe, my brother Joe has one. And he's really, yeah, it just seems like you're going to be on your phone the whole time because your hands are warm. It's like, that's a good part mm-hmm. about your hands getting cold is you stay off your phone. You pay attention. You're <laughs> <laughs> yep. cheating the system with that. Oh, People man. hate me when I say that. I made a, with being on social media, like anything you say is controversial, especially in the hunting world where everybody does things differently. Mm-hmm. And I, I made a post like last, last October or something. I'm like, you guys, like, you got to really like start focusing more on the hunt. Like not necessarily like, oh, you're missing opportunities, but like just enjoy being out there. Like get off the phone. You have enough time to sit on your phone. Just enjoy being out there. And everybody's like, oh, there's 12 hour sits. I'm sitting on my phone for at least eight, blah, blah, blah. You're an idiot. I'm like, okay, wait, whatever. <laughs> People are crazy, I, I man. Feel, I feel that a lot of that came from like growing up. I, I only hunted three days of the year. I hunted like the, the first Monday of rifle season here in PA and then the two Saturdays. Like that's all I hunted. I, I when deer season rolls around, I'm out multiple days a week now. It means it's wild. So I think that comes from like me not getting out much, like lock that thing away. I want every last second of this. You know what I mean? So it, it's definitely tougher. I mean, there's it's the society we we live in now. Yep. You know, everything's run through a phone and it's just so easy to just take your mind off it. But yeah. I get caught up yeah. a lot of times in the moment. It's like, what, what? Just put the damn thing away. Like you're out here to enjoy yep. nature. Enjoy nature. It's like, and I throw, put it in my pocket, and I just sit there and just look around, hang out. You know, you're up yeah. in a tree, twenty feet closer to God, and it's like yep. nowhere else I'd rather be right now. Why am I ruining yep. that being on my phone? And it's cost me some deer. I'm not gonna lie. It definitely mm-hmm. has. It's, uh, it's almost an annoyance. But even you know, we grew up hunting before really before i had a cell phone oh me too so, yeah. you know a lot of times growing up you i mean i slept a lot because <laughs> just, <laughs> you're up in the tree and it's just you know next thing you know you're looking around and you wake up half an hour yeah. two hours later that, and you're like that is the one thing people are like you're crazy how do you not sleep i'm like because like when i'm out here like i'm locked in i'm i'm mm-hmm. dedicated to this there there have only been when i was little i used to fall asleep all the time but like when i'm out there i'll do a full dawn to dusk sit no nap uh, i try not to eat either because i hate making noise i hate it my brother my brother was having like a full pizza party last year he had the tin foil on the yeah heater, throwing, <laughs> throwing throwing uh what is it frozen pizza in there cooking that i'm like dude what were you doing i gotta i gotta be honest that's that's pretty badass it is pretty badass <laughs> Listen, well, in, in the deer stand, little Debbie is my homegirl. I was gonna say that, <laughs> that takes like the lunchable pizza to the next level. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's legit. Hey, you know, I'll say this just because I know he's gonna listen to this, but last year we crammed in the same stand up in, in our property, that one property in 2F. And because the one the stand that he hunts and somebody else was using it that day. So we crammed in the same one, and it's not even daylight yet. And I look up and I can just see it a doe silhouetted like 25, 35 yards away. And he's just like ripping crap open. He's got like the neutral crane bar ripping that thing up. I'm like, dude, like where you're not going to see anything. This is first light. Can we at least wait till nine o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we are not going to see a thing with you. Ruan blend that thing. I'm like anything two counties over has is non-existent. Now they're gone. 
<laughs> That's awesome, man. It, it's funny. It's like when I have a longer sit, I always pack a lunch. Yeah. But I always have to pack a double lunch because by like <laughs> 830, I already ate my sandwich. I already ate like everything else. Yep. I got to like fill up and then I fill up again. <laughs> it's the board eating because I'm not on my phone. It's like mm-hmm. yep. to your point before, I wait all year to get out there in the stand. I want to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's just. I'm I'm going to snack and watch deer. <laughs> Usually for me, it goes one of two ways. Either I eat everything really quick and it's gone by, like you said, 10 o'clock and I'm sitting there, I stay with nothing or two, like I'm leaving the woods with everything I packed in, like brought lunch, <laughs> brought all these things like sandwich and everything. And I just never even, because, yep. you know, like, like he's saying, like Aiden's saying, like, honestly, sometimes I just don't want to dig in my bag and make the movement. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do it, but we have a running joke going here that, and you know what? It might be a little beyond a running joke. There's something to there it. There is there you. is some scientific fact data points here that a nutty buddy may or may not attract deer. Okay. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had to put a nutty buddy down because a deer started to come in. I've killed deer with nutty buddies sitting on my seats. Like we were hunting one time down in 2B. And we're just, we're like, what, probably 25, 30 yards away from one another, oh, yeah. like hanging two different trees. And we're kind of like hand signaling, joking around with one another and texting. I'm like, dude, don't worry. I got us. And I cracked open the Nutty Buddy and what, like two, two maybe, maybe two minutes. Maybe two minutes later. Here comes some does. Here come three does. Yeah. They show up. I don't know. <laughs> dude, it was unreal. But, you know, I do, uh, you mentioned the peanut butter. I got some. Some some peanut butter licking branch spray from Flawless Whitetail. I might no just have to way. do some of this out there. Maybe there is something to it. There's something to it. I mean, you got to get some Nutty Buddy. It. It's a real thing. They need to make Nutty Buddy flavor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Little Debbie Deer. Uh, nutty Deer attractant. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's some marketing right there. We need to send the, uh, their corporate a message about that. That's what I'm talking like, about. We, we got a new we got a new uh, branch you guys could take on. Absolutely, <laughs> you know how they just recently did like all the different ice cream flavors, and they did all the different candies. And oh stuff? yeah, we're gonna do the same, but for whitetail scents. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I should point out, Aiden, this guy right here. This past year, I kid you not, he sent me a Snapchat of it after it happened. He literally, it wasn't a nutty buddy. I was a little disappointed, but this guy literally <laughs> had to set his pop tart down. To shoot his buck this year, 100%. it was he literally <laughs> balanced it on a branch. It was hilarious. <laughs> that's I can't like that's that gives me so much anxiety in the stand because I'm not kidding you. I picked up my Debella's sub last year at like ten o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, I gotta eat mm, something. That's good. Eating. Open that puppy up, go to take a bite top of the hill. Here come three does cresting, and I'm like, oh, well, here we go. So I'm like, well, how do I get this down without spooking them? And still being ready if there's something legal coming with it. Like, I, it gives me so much anxiety because I'm like, how am I going to pull this off right now without spooking all of these deer? <laughs> yeah. It's a science, my friend. It's a science. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a skill to master. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Well, I want to get into a little bit of hunting stories here, man. Yeah. You know, you're a turkey guy. You're a whitetail guy. That's our bread and butter, man. It's the Whitetail Extraction Podcast. This guy's all I, tore up. No, I got. I actually but. have a turkey or a deer. I'm sorry. I did say turkey. A deer story in mind <laughs> I wanted to hear about from Aiden. 
if you don't mind. Me oh, all right. Man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, last year I was just looking through uh, earlier today. You you have your first ever self filmed deer kill. Yes. Last year, like that is freaking incredible. I I need to hear about mm-hmm. it. Like full details need to hear about it. I got it. Hey, that's the one thing I I'm I'm good at talking, but my storytelling is terrible. When it comes <laughs> to hunting stories, though, I'm locked in. I got this, my man. So get out there. I don't. I think it was. It was later October, like not quite rut, but I'm I'm in my little temporary blind thing. It's over like a little half acre food plot, you know, it's nothing crazy. I got a golf trail, golf cart trail that comes in one way, goes out the other. And then I got a deer trail in the back left. They used to come in from um, down in the ravine. So sitting here hunting, whatever. And I, I swear I hear stuff running and I'm like, Oh, here we go. Here's a squirrel. I'm not to sling one at it. Um, but fun fact, I cannot sling arrows at a squirrel because I cannot pull my crossbow back to reload it. So I have to hold back. Single Um, shot. Yeah. Make count. I hear noises, whatever. I look to my right and sure enough, here come, here comes a spike. I, I forget what order it came in. I think it was maybe a doe, whatever. There were, there were two does and a spike that came or two, two does, two spikes that came in and they're, just running each other around like these these spikes are just losing it they're chasing each other around in the food plot right in front of me it was, it was the most wild thing i've ever seen i've never seen like uh, a buck chasing a doe or uh, another button buck whatever so they're 15 yards in front of me chasing each other around and i'm like all right i got a button buck two spikes and a doe that just came into the plot i'm texting in this group chat because we have a group chat together just stay updated I'm like, all right, I got these folks that just came in. Like, do I shoot one of these yearlings or not? And everybody, of course, with zero help. And they're like, that's up to you. I'm like, I hate all of you. <laughs> I'm like, you guys need to make this decision for me. <laughs> and they're like, one of them didn't respond. And my dad texted me privately. He's like, do what you want to do. I'm like, you're not helping. So, <laughs> so I let him go by. And these the two spikes end up going down to my left. And now I got a button buck. And a, and a little doe hitting, hanging out in here. And I, I don't want to shoot a doe or not a doe, sorry, a, a yearling, but I'm like, I'm by myself. This is my first year having a camera. Like this could be pretty sweet. Like I've got a perfect opportunity to make this all unfold just how I want it to right now. And I don't know what I did. I think I went to adjust the camera and the one, the two spikes left. And then the, the one must've seen me move my camera or something and blew. And they like both ran to the back of the plot. I think the one, went actually the one went down to the left and the other one ran in the back of the plot the one completely goes down over the hill and the one's just standing there like doesn't know what happened confused they're young they just don't know what's going on and i'm like oh, i really don't want to shoot you right now but you've given me a perfect opportunity to do this <laughs> so i line the camera up he's like 15 yards in front of me line the camera up i get my my bow on him and he moves like oh here we go here's the self-filming part of this because now we got to readjust the camera and then try and get back on him so i move the camera over and he starts to walk down get the camera on him and uh i think i actually had to stop him i i hit him on the mat and stop hit him again stopped and i threaded this arrow through i'm not kidding probably a three inch gap between the bottom of a stump and a big old uh big old cherry tree and as as perfect shot perfect shot you could you could actually see in one of the videos without being too gory um goes to take a jump and you can just see it just pumping out the side i'm like perfect 
when I say pumping, I mean it was a hard shot. It was long, but still, it's pretty cool to actually like catch that on camera compared to me using my GoPros in the past. Absolutely. So that's the one that I didn't get to get track, but it went probably 40 yards and went down. So can't be mad about that. So that was that was that. That was a lot of fun. That's a great story, man. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. You were yeah. talking about not wanting to shoot those little ones, and I get it. Just, but you know what? They taste so good. They sure do. <laughs> I appreciate the reassurance because I mean, I just, like, I really don't want to shoot you guys. Like I, I'm wait, I want to wait for a bigger doe or mm-hmm. like, I don't even care about shooting a buck. I mean, I do, but like, I'm just here to hunt. I want to have fun. I'm not going to yeah. be particular. Like, oh, I'm waiting on a bigger one. No, I'm just legal. You know, I've probably the only deer I've ever passed on really that's legal is like a button buck purpose. Yeah. And I've, I've taken them too on accident or whatever, not knowing, but I have to, you know, if I can, I'll pass on them, but a yearling doe, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) First opportunity when a group of doe come in, it's always like, I, and I've had this mentality because in the past I've waited for the bigger one and then I get busted by her because they're always the smartest. And it's like the little one was standing right there, 15 yards, (laughs) you know, I'm waiting for mama to take a step. And next thing you know, they all bust me and run out. And it's like, Nope. First opportunity. Yep. First deer that comes in, it's like, hey, sorry, you're the one that came in first. It's yep. on you. It's not on me. That's on them. They, it, they it ended that. up it ended up being a button buck, which was unfortunate, but there's only so much you can do in the circumstances. Yeah, and honestly, absolutely. I'll be more attentive to trying avoid trying to avoid that in the future. But in that moment, I was like, This I am I am the perfect shot right now. I've got the camera ready. Yep. Like this this couldn't be any more well planned out. Like Let's just make this a memorable moment. And, you know, that's that. And that's, to me, that's what it's about. Absolutely, Absolutely man. I'm, you know what? You decided to put your tag on it. That's what it's about yep. right there, man. Yep. I'm not going to give you any crap about that. I've shot plenty of button bucks. Me too. And they've always been, <laughs> it's always been by accident. I've never been yeah. like, oh, that's a button buck. I'm right. tearing her up. Right. Like, oh, I'm going after that one. Taking yeah. them out. Yeah, sweet European mount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sweet European mount. I actually heard people are starting to call them freedom mounts. Freedom mount. Really? Freedom mount. You know how they went back a couple years ago and they did freedom fries instead of French yeah. fries? Yeah. Instead of Euro mounts, they're oh. called freedom mounts now. <laughs> I didn't get that at first. That's good. That is good. Yeah, it's funny, man. But no, that's a serious accomplishment, man. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to sell film and it never worked out. And yeah, it's I not mean, easy. It's not easy, man. That's tough. And like you were just even saying, mm-hmm. like you got everything set up and then he moved. And then you're yep. like, you're trying to stop them and frame. It's, it's tough. It's, that's really an accomplishment, man. I applaud you for it. Absolutely. No, thank you. Yeah. It's just, you, you, <laughs> as you've got enough going on there, but then you have the adrenaline and the excitement from the hunt that it's like in that moment, you guys can probably agree because your hunters, like you're, you're not really thinking clearly in that moment. It is just all muscle movement and your body just knows what to do. Yep. Like you're not like, okay, let me move the camera. Like you just do it. You get on the deer the way you need to get on it. And it's, that's one of the craziest things to me about hunting in general is like all of your, your practice and training kind of goes out the window, but it doesn't because it's just, it boils down to just muscle memory and Mm -hmm. your body just knowing what to do in that moment, which is insane. Yeah. 100%. I would say the, probably the hardest thing to do as an outdoorsman, as somebody that can do it at the next level, even is slowing that moment down and bringing yourself to like re like you said almost to reality to where it's like yep. okay take, get me out of this phase let's think through yep. things here you mm-hmm. know in uh, many years like especially in rifle season i find myself doing this all the time 
deer starts coming in, first thing I do is just want to whip my gun up and shoot at them. It's like, and I've missed deer doing this before. <laughs> so I caught myself last year actually slowing down and remembering like, okay, deer is X amount of yards. Let me, before I just pull my gun up, let me adjust my actual scope, you know, to mm -hmm. whatever power to where the distance yeah. of the deer was. Because in the years past, I've shot at deer, you know, hundreds of yards away on like four power. <laughs> hey, you know, and they look like little tiny things in your scope, right? And you're shooting them in four power. And it's like, well, how'd you miss? Well, well, you know, he looked like a Lego piece. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in my scope, he was 200 yards away on four power running. So, like, that just slowing that moment down and like coming back yeah. to getting out of that, that hyper focus that you get into, it's mm -hmm. very hard to do. <laughs> it is very hard to do. You get yes. caught up on the moment. And, and I'll tell you this. People people called me crazy for the longest time because I straight up do, started doing like some David Goggins crap. Like I would, I would, I would take cold showers. My dad's like, what are you doing? But like for me to physically calm myself down in that moment and like regain composure was the hardest thing in the world for me. That's why I hadn't harvested something for so long because it's like you're just, you, you kind of, I don't want to say you panic, but like, you just kind of lose all self-control. Mm -hmm. Like I started to like take cold showers and like focus on actually breathing properly. And like, once I, once I like finally got my first dough, like I was fine, but like it was building up to that. That was like, I don't want to say the scariest thing in the world to me, but like having to calm down and realize what you need to do in that moment while you're just, the adrenaline is pumping is, mm -hmm. it's, it's a wild thing to explain. Yeah, especially like the attention to detail as well. If you think about shot placement after yep. the shot, after the shot might be the hardest thing to, a lot of times you ask someone like, well, where was he standing? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, you just black out. <laughs> okay, well, what did he do after the shot? I don't know. I don't know. Which yep. side did you shoot him on? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> we need to work on this. <laughs> it's a lot of I don't know. Yep. And that could be the difference between finding a deer and not finding it or yep. making the right decision when to track a deer and not track. So right. like that in the moment and after the shot, you really got to be hyper-focused on the details. Like, okay, yep. I shot him, looked good. He crossed past that double maple uh, you know, a lot of times I've learned tricks from, I don't know if it came from Austin or other parts, take a picture of, you know, that area from yeah, the tree. Yeah, you have to. You know, and, and like literally you can draw on the picture like this is the yep. tree, He, you know. You're going to get there. It's going to look totally different. Right, because you get on the ground, especially yep. if it's dark, you know, everything's going to yeah. look different. You're trying to play it back in your mind. It's not the same. And there's been so many times you get to a track with somebody and you're out there and you're asking these questions and they can't really give you answers. And it takes a half an hour to find first blood because they were 15 yards off from where they shot the deer, you know, and they thought it ran right, but really it ran left. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. It, Absolutely. That, that's why crazy. then cameras, cameras as, as much as I love just like enjoying the moment, not having to worry about filming stuff, like all of that, that, that is just my absolute dream is to finally have somebody to just do that for me. So you don't have to worry about that. You can just kind of enjoy what's going on and focus on what you really want to do. Um, like the camera aspect, it's, it's so nice to have because you can run that back so many times and use it either as a learning experience or as something to use to like, as a, as a tool to help you. Like you said, the tracking thing, I shot a buck, um, not last year, the year before. 
And it was actually the same year I shot my my one and only buck. It you know, wasn't I lied. Ignore that. Um <laughs> the the one the one I shot though, it it came in, shot it, and like you could you could see after the shot that when he took off, the arrow had only gone in. You I mean you couldn't tell how far it went in, but you could the arrow was hanging out, like down. So we were like, eh, that's not ideal. And immediately we pulled it up on the cameras and we're just looking at it, looking at it, looking at it on a, on a GoPro. So obviously it's not the most ideal thing, right? but we're looking back at it and we're like, this is not a solid shot. It, it was a good shot on my part. Our prediction is the broadhead never opened. So just having that tool to be able to look back on it and be like, all right, this is what happened. We're going to let this deer sit for the next three hours or we're going to go after him in the next 20 minutes. Right. You know, it, it's, it plays a huge role in it. Even, I mean, I wasn't able to see, find my arrow uh, this or the last year, but I was able to watch the arrow go into the buck, come out the other side. You can see leaves drop behind it because I'm hunting from a ground line. So I'm on the same level as them. Right. You can see leaves drop on a, on a tree behind them or on a bush. Like you could see the direction it had gone, which plays a huge role because you finding an arrow is, is such a, a, a good hint at whatever happens. You know what I mean? You can see, all right, bright. We got bright pink blood with bubbles. We got lungs. You know what I mean? We got matter that shouldn't be on there. <laughs> we got a bad hit. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, the camera thing plays, plays a huge role in it, even though that's not really what it's what we bring it along for. I will say last year it played a huge, huge role in the buck that I did not recover and giving me ease of mind of where I actually hit it and what actually happened. I just happened to be running a GoPro that day for, you know, well, probably the only hunt a whole year that I killed something on camera was the one I didn't kill. Um, but you know, that camera made a huge, huge difference. Even that GoPro footage, blowing it up, really zooming in, slow-mo, back and forth, back and forth, seeing what yep. happened. That paired with that the just off chance that he was standing right in front of my trail camera. Yeah. And I had trail camera footage of him, like, pre-shot, during the shot, post-shot. Like, it was so cool just to kind of use that and really kind of determine what kind of shot we were dealing with and whatnot. I, I always have the ambition to self film, but man, it is so much work. So like the respect level that I have for you to do it through the roof, <laughs> oh, absolutely, through the thank roof, you. dude, because it is yeah, a pain you. in the ass. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's not easy, but the reward on the, on the other side of it, of being like 30 years down the road being like, Hey, Check this out. I have the whole thing filmed. I have the whole memory filmed yeah. and captured. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's so sweet. There's there's so many stories that my dad's told me about him or him and his buddies or him and his dad and my grandpa, whatever. Like, then I'm like, man, like I just I wish that that was captured and I wish that I could watch yeah. that back. Now, so in a way, I agree with that 100 percent But also in a way, like those old school stories. Mm -hmm. they're you know, special man they, they are, are special and i feel like if they yeah. were all recorded and you'd have to watch them th you know how those <laughs> stories change same. over 20 years yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that monster buck was definitely a spike yeah you know <laughs> right. there's a level of those old stories that just exist not only like as they tell it but in your mind you go to a whole nother level of like what you 
kind of envisioned what happened mm -hmm. and it was probably nothing like what you envisioned, but you can envision <laughs> it so much better than what it's it your really story. Happened. You can, yeah. you can envision it in the way that it's told rather than how it actually planned right. out, which makes it even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something special about those old school stories, but yep. I love going back and watching some hunts and some yep. filmed hunts as well, you know, especially with my nephew or whatnot, just going back and watching those every once in a while and reliving the right. moment. There's also a lot of special in that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there with Chuck. I give you a lot of props for self-filming and stuff, man. It's a lot of discipline to take the camera out every time. It kind of goes back to you taking a cold shower. David Goggins, who's going to carry the boat? <laughs> and the logs. <laughs> and logs. <laughs> oh, I just choked myself. That's so your, funny. Your inner bitch. You got you to talk down your inner bitch. Yeah. Sometimes I just sit there and I just look at my shoes. <laughs> That's a wild, wild man. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's on a new level. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, Aiden, we're getting there close on time, man. I want to give you an opportunity now. Maybe shout out some of your uh, some of your moderators on the channel and tell everybody yeah. where they can find you, all your social media, all the fun stuff. Yeah, so all of my social media, um, I'm on Snapchat, which is ng-outdoors. Um, I post a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff on there. Actually, when the jigs go up, you guys are going to get – um, first dibs on that. I won't be making a post on TikTok other than live. Um, so a lot of stuff on there. Instagram, I'm trying to get better at posting that, but it's just Narrowgate Outdoors. But TikTok's my main platform. I post on there four days a week. Anything related to outdoors, hunt, fishing, Jesus, whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about along those lines, I'm I'm on it. Um, so go check it out there. As far as shoutouts goes, shout out to my mom and my dad, and I, I guess my brother too. Anybody in the family, live. If you're listening to this, thank you for moderating. She's an amazing moderator, uh, but just my family. They're, they're a huge support in all of them. My mom supports everything I do, and even though she doesn't hunt, she loves every aspect of it. And uh, my dad just keeps me in it, obviously, physically. And uh, my brother, he's, he's always promoting my stuff wherever and whenever he can. So huge shout-out to all of them. Love them. That's awesome, man. That's Freaking a, awesome, dude. That's a solid end to it, man. <laughs> Guys, go check this guy out. Follow him on TikTok. Watch those lives. I'm telling you, you're going to have a good time. It is like <laughs> I get entranced washing dishes, man. I'm telling you. It's awesome. Yeah, you can go good through. If you, if, you tell me, if you tell me you came from this podcast, I'll bust out the turkey call for me for you. Oh, this, is, this is a special little cue. <laughs> I want to see it. I like Actually, the Easter egg there. Dude, I want to see it. <laughs> little Easter egg. <laughs> that is great. If you go to the Instagram, it is Narragate Outdoors, all one word, um, continuous. But if you go on there, you can go through your link tree and then there's all of the different uh, yep. spots where they can find you from there. Is Absolutely. Yeah, that's the perfect way to look at it. Either Instagram or TikTok. I have a link yeah. tree in both of yeah. them. There's a ton of different links for like the merch and Snapchat and TikTok. All that stuff is on there. So that's probably the easiest way to access it, actually. Perfect. Before we let you go, is there anything you're uh, looking to do with that video? Are you looking for a YouTube channel or what? what do you think? For yourself, which film, video? Self filmed. Uh, oh, self filmed. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I, I just down the road, maybe. Everybody yeah. wants me to start YouTube. So maybe, maybe a little while down the road, we'll start putting some stuff together for YouTube. But everything that's up on there now is uh, just raw hunts, like <laughs> just start to finish films. So yeah. no that's, editing. That's cool, man. That's really cool. A lot of yeah. times, TikTok feeds YouTube, YouTube feeds TikTok. So yeah. it's it wouldn't be a hard transition for you. Nope. 
No, I Not dig it, man. I dig it. Aiden, you are welcome back anytime you want, my man. Guys, I go appreciate check that. Him out. I'm looking forward to it. I'm already thinking about coming back soon. So that's awesome, man. You get cool, that YouTube man. channel together, we'll plug it. Awesome, dude. I appreciate it, guys. All right, buddy. Have a great night.